Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that's mad as hell and we're not going to take this anymore. <laughs> On today's pod, we're going to try and make sense of a crazy week. One that's seen our club besmirched, its past tainted and its future threatened. And all while a sport itself is once again in danger of becoming a meaningless, money-making facade. We'll also be running the rule over some actual games of football, so at least there's that. To discuss all this and more, I'm joined today by two guys who we've paid illicit payments to appear. <laughs> Paxi Lord Panic, once you finish with him, City. It's Tom and Chris. Hi, Tom, you well? Well, I was until I heard about these payments. I must have given them yeah. the bank details because I haven't way. seen anything. Nothing's arrived in my bank as of yet. But no, yeah, I'm here. I'm good. How are you doing, Steve? You okay? I'm fine. For some reason, we've used uh, a check in second class mail, but they, they're on the way. There's got to be a reason behind it. It's all right. Well, I'm sure it'll turn up. Uh, yeah, I'm all good, mate. Um, Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Steve. Um, I'm old enough to get your filmic reference. I'm not sure if anybody else will, but I'm old enough to get it. So, and I haven't done it so yet, but at some point I'm going I'm to look at that. It's from the film Network, if anyone doesn't know. It's it's Peter, Peter Finch Network, yeah, 1976 yeah. film. Which great did, film. Did he win an Oscar for it, but he died beforehand? Yeah, it was a posthumous Oscar yeah, that he yes. got for it, yeah. But um, I have been tempted to go back to that that rant and see if I can kind of rewrite it as regards to City Yeah, it's, it's interesting. When you watch it, it's a, it's a little bit Piers Morgan. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting you watch it in terms of context of the way that television channels are being exploited now for people mouthpieces uh, yeah put it in that context it's quite interesting really he's, he's a dinosaur you feel sorry for him but he's very much a dinosaur yes he is indeed but I mean some of the aspects of the rant if I remember rightly just really did hit the nail on the head yeah, as well so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll re- re- revisit that. Um, and revisit it for a reason, because no doubt I'll be asked to write about this week at some point. Um, a bizarre week. Now, me and Tom have already just, you know, kind of offered our thoughts on, on the subject matter. Um, Chris, you haven't. So up to 115 alleged breaches of um, the Premier League financial rules uh, is what the Premier League's alleging. Um, first off, before we even get into it, Kind of, were you at work, Chris, when you heard the news? And how did you feel when you first seen it? Did did your heart sink? Um, can I just start by saying that I think ninety three twenty pod this week has been absolutely exemplary in the way we've covered it. And I, and I know I'm sort of speak, preaching to the converted here, but I think the way we've covered it has been absolutely incredible. Just really superb commentary and analysis over it. So kind of well done to everyone who's been involved with that. Mm. Um, so so when I saw it, I think. Following the the loss to Spurs, I I had I had temporarily descended into that kind of you know slightly downward looking sort of slightly you know borderline depressive of like okay what is this season rolling out to be really and 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 you know and incrementally reducing my expectation and, and ambition for the season. So when that hit, it was a case of like I was shocked but not surprised. And the timing of it, I was not surprised either. Um, and and I, I just felt we've been here before and and we'll go through this. Pro- whilst it is a different process to the one around Cass, I just, it, 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 just, it just leaves you a sense of wanting a, a proverbial shower because it just makes you feel a certain way and, and the way it's handled and the media machine sort of kicks in. So, yeah, I was shocked but not surprised. And, and during the week, I've managed to form a certain level of perception and, and interpretation around it but it was it, it just felt like another thing as a city fan we've had to deal with over the last two or three months 
Well, we'll kind of touch on that perception um, imminently because I want to know kind of how how you feel now it's all settled. But first, I'll come to you with that same kind of question, Tom. Now that you've had a couple of days to process this, do you feel any different towards it? Are you, if you compare to how you felt at the start of the week, are you more angry now? Are you more resigned to, you know, the fact that we've now got this hanging over our heads for years? How are you feeling about it now compared to when you first found out? I think it's similar to what I said uh, when we did the podcast on Tuesday night, Tuesday evening, that it's just that annoyance of the realisation that this is something that's going to go on for a long period yeah. of time. And I don't really think that four years as opposed to six months is going to make a whole lot of difference in the final hearing anyway. I just know there's so much we've got to address. I think if we're going to be found guilty, we're going to be found guilty. If we haven't done anything wrong and we're adamant we can get out of it, and that, that proves to be true... I think we'll we'll get out of it. So it's just that and that realization that this is something that we're just going to have to accept is going to be sort of the underlying tone to anything we do for the next three or four seasons until it's dealt with. It's say we go on and win the Premier League in May. It's that yeah, well you've cheated. Or we get knocked out the Champions League. Good, you cheat. She shouldn't be in there anyway. We signed Jude Bellingham. How are you signing Jude Bellingham? You've cheated. And it's just that. As much as we we know as City fans that we've had the brunt of a lot of stuff over the time that we've been successful since we've since we've been taken over by Sheikh Mansour and the the Abu Dhabi Football Group, we've we've accepted the fact that not everybody likes us, most people don't like us, but now it's this ammunition that they've got that until we are, I know this, they're innocent until proven guilty, but that's not the way people are going to look at this situation. No. So no. people now have this ammunition to come at us with that we have been charged with what's well, 115 breaches of, of financial uh, financial wrongdoing. So yeah, it's, it's annoying more than anything. It's something that we, we just have to accept is there now. And, um, and like I say, hopefully in in three, four years' time, when a decision's reached, we can have the last laugh and say, well, you were wrong all along, but we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Well, even then, though, you just get the feeling that that will have very little impact beyond yeah. the, you know, the club fan base. It'll be suspicion and, oh, City have kind of weaseled out of it. And so yeah, there's just no way around the fact that we are forever going to be tainted now somewhat. Um, so, Chris, now that kind of the news is settled, then what are your perceptions on the matter? So, looking at it as objective as I, as I can be, somebody on either side has got this very wrong. Yeah. And that's either the Premier League or it's Manchester City. Somebody is very, very wrong because I think as, as, as Stefan and Lloyd reinforced, with, particularly with that Spaces episode that they did, the charges are so serious um, they're so they're so deeply incriminating, particularly the duration of, over the nine years. That, that what you're talking about is, is is they're suggesting that there is institutional fraud mm. and corruption at Manchester City. That that accusation is it has such gravity to it, it's so serious that it makes you think. Well, they they must have something, and then. City's denial or resistance to those accusations and those charges is also so comprehensive that you think, well, they must know something. The one thing we should always remember is we should never assume competence at the highest level just because somebody's in a position of authority. 
because as we know, people graduate to their own, their own level of, of incompetence. Um, I think you've got an example there of Manchester City as an organisation, the Premier League as an organisation are two, whilst they're inextricably linked, are two very, very different organisations in the way that they function and the way that they answer to their stakeholders and to their members as well. Um, I think the Premier League are a political organisation as much as they're a sporting organisation and, 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 and I think that, that, they, that, that their choice to come out at the time that they've done this and the manner with which they've done this, knowing that it's going to be a private um, hearing, is very interesting. Um, and I think the way that the City has responded was what I would expect. City don't, do not tolerate... Um, kind of uh, interference from any, really any parties or bodies uh, outside the organisation, if they can help it. Um, I, I, it, casts, it casts lots of doubts in my mind, and that's doubts about City's um, infrastructure and leadership as well. But, but I've, I've, this feels unprecedented. Uh, I think it's well documented that it is unprecedented. But... Somebody, as I, as I go back to my original statement, somebody has got this very wrong and I don't know on which side of the line that they've got that wrong. And just, but just to go to something that Tom said as well, I, I, do, I, I couldn't care less what rival fans say about City because they've been bad-mouthing and denigrating what we've been doing since 2008. All this will do is will give them further fuel to the fire, even if we... Um, are exonerated of all charges. They'll continue. You know, they'll say no smoke without fire, and there may be some validity to, to that statement. But it, it doesn't bother me. It's kind of you know we, we are the whipping boy, um, and but I don't look at media or, or rival fan coverage. I look at statistics and I look at titles and I look, I look at honours. So yeah, it, it it it's a it's a deeply unnerving situation. But I'm perplexed by the narrative because someone's got this badly wrong. I just don't know who is it, who it is at the minute. I've got to say, it, it does bother me greatly about rival fans and about the media uh, specifically as well. Because, I mean, I've, I've got to write an article today about, and it's a really boring old trope about whether City needs to win the Champions League in order to be considered a great team under Pep. Um, and I'm writing it, and then the conclusion I came to ultimately was it's not for us to decide. You know, uh, the club's own fan base doesn't decide whether that club is great or not because obviously there's going to be inherent bias. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's for other fans to decide. So basically, we are all in agreement that Arsenal's Invincibles were a superb team. We are all in agreement that Liverpool side of the 80s was just a magnificent side and, you know, a great team. If rival fans just regard us as cheats, <coughs> then all of what Pep Guardiola has achieved won't be given the stature and status that it deserves. And that, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if I can bear that. But I think, Steve, I think obviously you're, you're very much entrenched in that dialogue that happens, particularly on social media around rival fans. I, can just, I understand yeah. why you're more raw about that. It's, a, it's, a, it's a more of a tender spot for you. But we know that the 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 voices rival fans voices in the media and on social media do not form the majority they're just the loudest voices and they're usually the the, the most lacking in any perception or intelligence or or, or bigger picture what what guardiola has achieved is is still denigrated 
And, 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 and the only time really when journalists really kick in and give it the, the credit they deserve is when they've got no other choice whatsoever. Because yeah, they literally yeah. cannot, they literally cannot manufacture another narrative uh, around it. And so, of, of course, you know, w- w- when, you've got, when you've got United fans and Liverpool fans on social media saying, oh, does this, does this mean that we're the title winners of this point? All that does is all that does is is, 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 is tell me that's symptomatic of their level of desperation um, and and how and how they view us as a club I mean it's it's we I know plenty of United and Liverpool fans who are objective and have had decent conversations about this but there's a there's a moronic element out there and they are white noise and they ignore it all I'm interested in around this case is what is the truth and, and whether we ever get it I'm not sure. No, and the amount of time that it might take to get there. Sorry, uh, so. can I can I just quickly add that the one thing I will add with this whole situation is, whilst, I, so I, obviously we're our Manchester City fans and we're our Man City fans for one reason or another, what, whatever reason it may be, we are going to support in the club, and and the main purpose for us supporting the club is the enjoyment that we get out of being fans of Manchester City. And one thing I will add that whilst fans we've heard and and you mentioned it there, Chris, with regards to will this title be taken away? Are we the retrospective champions, whatever season? One thing that no matter what happens cannot be taken away from this situation is whilst hypothetically, yes. The titles may could be taken away from us. I don't think they would be, um, but potentially they could be. But one thing that can never be taken away is the feelings that we got as fans. Oh yeah, watching yes. Aguero score yeah. that goal against QPR, watching Gundogan complete the comeback against Villa the first time we went to Wembley, the six-one at Old Trafford. Those those feelings that you get as a fan of this football club, nobody can take that away from us. So I, whilst I would obviously be devastated if the titles were taken away retrospectively and, and we weren't down in the history books as being the, the five-time Premier League champions, six-time champions, whatever it is at this point, no one can ever take away those feelings that we experienced firsthand in, like I say, being in the stadium when, when Aguero scores that goal against QPR. Those feelings that, that we'll never forget as football fans, as fans in Manchester City, are ones that no ruling can take away from us, no... No retrospective action can take away from us. They will live on with us as City fans forever. So that's just something that, that I will add. That whilst, yes, this, this fan noise does does wind me up a little bit and everywhere I turn, it's something about City. I, I can always sleep safe and, safe and sound in the knowledge that I've experienced moments that fans would give would give a leg for. And we, we've experienced how many of them over the course of the last 10 years. So... Whatever the ruling may turn out to be, I will sort of forever be grateful for being able to to experience those moments alongside the people that that sort of that I love and that, that I follow Man City with. So, thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to ninety three twenty dot com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.